The following is a live broadcast of a Lone Star Community Radio program. Recorded and broadcasted live on IRLoneStar.com, Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and Facebook.com slash IRLoneStar. For more information on this show, please visit our show page at IRLoneStar.com slash shows. To sponsor or donate to this program, visit our donate page at IRLoneStar.com slash donate, or email us at lscrstudios at gmail.com, or give us a call at 936-666-1084. Lone Star Community Radio production and broadcast is possible by folks like you. So sponsor and donate today. You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. All right, we're live on Dig and Skippy in the Mornings here on Lone Star Community Radio. Connor's FM 104.5, 106.1. And of course, worldwide on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Dick and Skippy. Hanging out in the studio with my co-host, Skippy. Uh, before we get started, uh, we want to say thanks to our sponsors for today's show. We have Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, small business office cleaning needs in the Montgomery County area. Contact Clean Sweep Office Cleaning at 832-689-7996 or visit them online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com. And then, of course, we have C3 Creative Content Creations, video, social media, writing. If it's creative and tangible, they do it. Visit them online at c3thewoodlands.com. Special guest today at 10 o'clock is Krista Fabregas. She's back in the studio with the U.S. Census Bureau. And uh, we're going to follow up what's going on with that. That's coming up around 10 o'clock. Uh, do you want to just... Ask folks if you know anyone that wants to be a guest for our Friday show. We do have a slot open. We have a text call line number, 936-228-9368. And you can email us at dickandskippy at gmail.com. So for right now, we're just hanging out in the studio. Uh, another little announcement. Uh, we are going to be live for Lobster Fest Live next week on Tuesday and Thursday. Uh, we are uh, the station is looking for donation sponsors for that event. It's a two-day event with the Conroe Lake Conroe Chamber of Commerce. We're going to be one day out at the Montgomery County Fairgrounds broadcasting uh, on Thursday from three to seven p.m., and then we're going to be out on Friday at nine to three p.m. at Panorama Golf Club here in Conroe. Wait, so, can you confirm those dates? October first and second. Thursday and Friday. Yeah. So uh, we're looking for sponsors and everything. So, and then we're going to be doing, I think we're going to be doing our show live at Panorama on that Friday. So that's going to be a lot of fun. And then uh, we'll do our special broadcast prior to that. Uh, hopefully everything works out. I'm kind of excited. We're going to test a lot of stuff. We're going to be on Facebook. We're going to do all that stuff the whole time. So hopefully the internet and everything works. <laughs> T-Mobile. Uh, 
Yeah. So let's, uh, you know, actually, I do want to give a little shout out to a guest that we had previously. If you remember, we had Terry Weaver in the studio a while back, local actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, he released, they're doing episode one premiere of that Breaking Stronghold show. Really? Yeah, they're doing it in Magnolia at the Grace Point Fellowship Church on October 9th. Uh, So just look up Breaking Stronghold, and you'll see. I think think you can purchase tickets, or it might be free. I don't really know. I just saw the event, and that means it's finally coming out, Breaking Strongholds with Terry Weaver. Um, It's a faith-based— Faith-based cop show. Cop show. Uh Uh-huh. So he was in the studio to check out that episode he was in, talking about it. He's a very interesting guy. We gave away—he's an author— He's a nonfiction and fiction author, uh, plays both ends of the aisle. What a great guy. And then, uh, yeah, so that's just let you know. It's October 9th coming up. Outside of that. Um, I'll be very interested to see how that gets realized on the air because, you know, people, it's easy to poo-poo a faith-based movie or show or something. What, who? <laughs> you said the poo-poo. I said poo-poo. But it's like the CBS long-running TV drama Blue Bloods. Oh, you always talk about this with show, Tom Selleck. But again, it's a Catholic family. Every episode, without fail, features no, no, them having a family. We're, we're, we're bringing down the nuclear family, man. <laughs> bringing it down. Well, it will be really interesting to see how Blue Bloods comes back because Tom Selleck plays the New York Police Department police commissioner and the family of cops and lawyers. And of course, New York, they've got to work COVID into it somehow and the defund the police and everything. So it will be very interesting to see how they uh, handle it. But technically, that's a faith-based series because of their their Catholicism really comes into it, and every episode has them having a family Sunday dinner, everyone sitting around the table saying grace and stuff. So when you say faith-based, I, you know, maybe people—I'm going to keep my mind open when I watch uh, this Breaking Strongholds because I have no idea what the execution of it is, but I definitely want to support local film production and acting. Yeah, that's what I was saying. It looks like it. It looks like it's well made. Uh, it's breaking strongholds. The episode one. I think it's all online. So I, I didn't read anything about where you can watch it, but like through breaking. But I think you watch it through breaking strongholds. Awesome. So there you go. Um, okay. Well, it is Wednesday. Uh, the rain is supposed to be going away around one o'clock. I read. Have we? So as far I as Houston's I can tell, flooded. No, yeah, none of my friends on Facebook have reported flooding themselves. So I've got fingers. crossed. I know Holly mentioned that a lot of nurses and, and doctors and people were uh, not coming in because of. Well, something. a lot of them are uh, south and southwest side in particular were hit pretty oh, hard. Oh yeah, like two eighty eight around there. Yeah, and of course that's the Houston Medical Center area. So a lot of nearby yep. people there. Yep. But uh, Shay Thompson. Casadel Thompson survived just fine and dandy. Yeah, I was How worried about, about you this place? morning. Oh, oh fine. thank you. Oh, it was fine. Everything was fine. It was. It is one of those tranquil rains here in it downtown Conroe. It absolutely was. It would come um, and go and come and go. Yeah. And which is fine for my yard. And, you know, no no floodwaters threatened. I did not PTSD. Thinking, oh, we're going to flood again. So, yeah, it turned out okay. Yeah. But uh, sending happy thoughts to those who whose cars and houses and bo- selves, I don't want to say bodies, and selves, uh, did get drenched or water word shouldn't have gone. Okay. There, there we go. There go. And, of course, get flood insurance. You know, if if you had a near miss this time, then take that as a sign, get flood insurance. Yeah. 
I mean, when it rains here, it rains, man. Like it's 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 true. Do, ra- you, do you have flood insurance, Dick? I don't think so. I don't know. You should, I rent. So. You can still get a form of. Make sure your landlord has it. Pay extra if you want for it. But you can also, as a renter, get a special kind of insurance that covers your property. Okay. In the event of a Fine flood. Fine with me. Cool. Yeah. Cool. 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 Uh, yeah. So let's get into a little bit of discussions and stuff. Lay some topics on me, my brother. So, do you have anything you want to bring up? Uh, no, I'm good for right now. My my mind is a blank okay. slate. It's a tabula rasa. Oh, uh, I do want to let folks know. Last night was the first recording we did here of a new show that's going to be uh, online, primarily, and then when we uh, okay the the certain versions of the show, we can play it on the FM. Uh, called Can We Three Agree? Can We Three Agree? Yeah, I'm presuming Dustin there are three Bass, people involved the host the of the Yeah, Dustin Bass of the Sons of History mm-hmm. is doing a show with his brother and his cousin. And it's 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 a thought-provoking kind of show. So the topics... Uh, I, I was, I'm was i a little hesitant as the station manager to play it over the FM because you can take it different ways. And a lot of the times when you just don't want to play it, you don't want to walk that line when you're dealing with an FM license and stuff like that. They don't curse or anything like that. Uh, well, maybe some of the talk. Now, is this political-based? Ba- I or? mean, it's a little bit of everything. Okay. It was, it was an, interesting, an interesting show, and so the, I think they're we're, they're releasing it today at 8 p.m. Uh, follow our social media on Lone Star Community Radio, and then also look them up, Can We Three Agree? Can We Three they're, Agree? They're, it's an interesting uh, topic discussion. They, it's kind of like they create— So like a hot-button topic thrown in there yeah. in the three of them? And they, now, are they all of—you say there's we got a brother and a cousin. Are they all of like minds? No. Or? They have different perspectives. Uh, different perspectives. I think that's the whole idea. Is like so we're talking. It could be po- political or the Roswell crash. It could be. For it could be religious, political. It could be whatever is in the current minds of the three. So what they want to discuss over a podcast. So right now it's podcast, video cast, and then hopefully we'll get some stuff on the air for them. But yeah, we recorded last night. It was fun. It was it was again a tranquil rain going down, mm-hmm. and uh, but yeah, so there that's what's going on with uh, the studio with that. I will tune in, and I then we also we added a show on Friday nights, I believe uh, nine to eleven EDM night. EDM. Yeah, we have a local DJ uh, who plays EDM who's who's performed several times in downtown Conroe, different places. Is that European dance music? I think, is that what that means? Or electronic dance music. Electronic music, dance music. Okay, yeah. I was like, you know, it could be both. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, see, for a minute I thought you said BDM, and I was going to get very excited there. Yeah, like so I'm excited about uh, a new show, new type of genre of music. Mm -hmm. So if you like EDM, 9 to 11 on Fridays with uh, DJ Max Epicness. I like it. Uh, So, yeah. Max Epicness. Yeah, that's it. I like that. So we're we're doing that. There's uh, a lot of shows filling out our uh, yeah, repertoire here. Yeah, I mean, on if Lone anyone's Star. interested in doing a show, contact the station. So, I love doing shows, I love having different ideas and hosting them here in the LSCR studios. Cool. Okay. Well, that's good news there across the board. I'm definitely going to tune into well, Can We Three did, Agree. Did you record your purple show? Uh it will be recorded this week. Uh, I thought you record on Tuesdays. Uh we got Tied up doing some stuff. It oh, okay. usually drops on a Monday. That's uh, why, yeah. I remember you were rec- Monday. We, we did you- a show last week. It dropped Monday, I, I believe. I'll have to check on that. Did she apologize yet? No. Man, I like, I want to, let's get her in here. <laughs> Put her on my turf. Yeah. 
We should do like a scene like they did from There Will Be Blood. It's like you forsaken your son. Was it? If people are wondering what we're talking about, I've I, abandoned my child. Like you got to get her apologize and I, like I do shun a, her. I do a streaming. Well, it's not live stream, but I do a an internet slash TV show called Purple Politics, where you have a representative of the red and representative of the blue. I represent the blue. I think it's okay to call it a the te- red. I mean, let me ask you something. So uh, this is a side or tangent right now. Okay, it's discussing the purple show. Um. I was listening to a podcast talk about because uh, remember we had a discussion about the Emmys mm-hmm. last show, and they they had the same ideas like what can when do we stop calling these things TV shows? Because eventually it's we're never going to be on cable anymore. We're all going to be online, so we're going to have a is it a format decision where it's like it has to follow like thirty minutes or an hour, or we're going to run into like what they did kind of like with. Uh, with HBO shows where they don't really have a runtime. They just kind of like between 42 and 48 minutes. Well, no, like sometimes they do an hour and 10. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, there's not, so how, well, even like AMC channel would do that for walking dead episodes. You know, it's very rarely ads. Exactly. So they can pan it out. I, I think that'll become more of a norm. I think there will always be the broadcast, uh, but it, it, and yeah, as far as the definition the internet of it, broadcasts it. Like, yeah, that, but that's what I'm saying. But you, we'll have our, our our networks, you know, the ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox, whatever. They'll always be the the quote the free alternative. Well, no, eventually they'll go away. Eventually, which is funny because in the Star Trek universe, I'm they like actually a years talk. Now. No, they talk about in the Star Trek universe, television eventually becomes obsolete. In like no one watches it. That doesn't literally exist anymore. That what they do instead, it's using the hologram, hologram yeah. technology that you immerse yourself into stories. I believe and that. Shows. And I can actually I mean, see think that video, happening. Think now. about video games. Yeah. Like, how long did it take for video games to make become like one of the leading financial industries? And uh, it's funny because in the seventies, I remember the very first video came out, the Pong, and then Space Invaders. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, and then it, I remember going to Dave and Buster's in the eighties. The VR stuff with the VR, the really basic, around you. yeah, like, with, the, with the flying oh, it's not really recar- So immediately upon discover or, or inventing video games, it was working on how do we put ourselves inside well, the y- universe. You know, Jason, uh, we're gonna get back to your purple show. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason has one of those newer Oculus where it doesn't require like the batons around your room or like little sensors. So it's like you literally just put it on. And what you do is you spend... I played with it. Yeah. And I like, love the heck out of that. You spend like four minutes to set up the room. Like you look different directions and then like it gives you... You got to... It has to sense walls so you don't walk into walls. And it really does. There's certain elements that aren't all the way there where it tricks your brain. But there's other elements where it feels so intuitive where you're like, oh man, I can't believe I just did that by like... I felt like I needed to jump. Mm-hmm. And the game did it with me. Um uh, Probably one of my favorite things about that technology is I can't wait to see what puzzles they make with it. Because in one of the games we play, we play the Half-Life game, there's a little like pit lock picking and stuff like that. I was like, you could do some really cool puzzle games with this kind of technology. Well, and I can only imagine like escape room extravaganza. Yeah, like it's really cool. Um, but going back to what TV is and whatnot... I think your shows. I would consider your show a TV show because it is, and it is broadcast on a uh, HD twenty one also. Yeah, so like to me, it's a standard. Was it? Is it an hour? Thereabouts. We, yeah. we it's called Purple Politics. Purple Politics uh, exclusively on Woodlands Online. WoodlandsOnline.com dot com drops Monday afternoons along with our taco reviews. Mondays are very busy for yeah. me. I, I gotta watch out. I don't saturate the market. 
Oh, I got to tell you about experience I had this weekend. Okay, well, I'll just let people wrap up the purple politics thing. Couple of what Dick was referencing a couple of tapings ago, we were talking about the riots. I and my liberal counterpart, and it's already been established that though I represent the red, I'm not a pure conservative, so. I, I take off people on both sides of the you aisle. Tell people you're undecided. But well, no, I'm very, I, I'm very that way, decided. That way, everyone sends you their mail. Yeah, right. No, I'm very decided. It's just you can't pigeonhole it. But I was quoting crime statistics from the. FBI oh no, no, no yeah, database. we we don't have to discuss that. I just, I don't. People don't even know about that. They, she just needs to apologize. Let's so, keep it. Let's keep it mysterious. Keep, keep it mysterious. Okay, she said something that Dick feels she should apologize for. Yeah, if anyone makes claims about you as a character, your if anyone talks about your character that way. And that doesn't apologize. That means they still believe it. And then I'd be like, "Yo, yo, bro, or sister." But I can't stop anyone's belief. Yeah. Well, she's your co-host. True. So it's kind of like that's what's kind of weird. Like I can understand going to like some highly populated area and someone yells obscenities at you. She didn't the get- Rubicon was crossed. A line was crossed, and it's hard to unring that bell. And yes, I am mixing my metaphors. But once yeah. once she went there, it's like, okay, if you actually believe this of me and there's nothing I can say or do to get your mind off of it, then every future episode is going to be tainted with Well, what topic did you discuss for Monday's episode? It was purely local politics. Yeah. uh, I know the township. We only went to the state level. Uh The township's doing stuff, right? Township, city of Conroe. And this is, uh, we recorded this just, uh, I believe it was just before Mayor Powell passed away. So we were talking about that. So we'll do an update. But yeah, everything for the state representatives. Are you going to do like a Unsolved Mysteries update at the very end of the episode? It's like, update. You know what I'm talking about? Those are my favorite. I want there to be another season of that new... uh, The new one? The new Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah, that's good. I mean, the only thing that's funny is if you watch the old ones, Mm -hmm. they, they edited the updates in them. So you no longer, like, because updates usually took, like, two or three years later. Right. And now they make it seem like it happened, like, the next day. Right. And that was the only thing I kind of kind of got, like, I don't, I like being updated, but, you know, <laughs> but, uh, but purple politics, that's cool. Yeah, so I doubt she's ever going to apologize, and it's just one of those things I can either well, deal with it or you not. Know, you know, we're in that, I think politics always had that ability to divide people if you take it to the extreme but i think what in my perspective of today's global politics is you don't know who has authority to to uh to be the right one in the sense of like right now president trump is president trump Mm -hmm. so he's gonna do what he's gonna do and there's really nothing you can do about it like for example i don't really understand how supreme court works but you know when ruth gator uh is it gator ruth bader ginsburg bader 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 ginsburg that's a sweet not bader that's a sweet middle name. Uh, when she passed away, in my mind, I was like, oh, man, here we go. We're going to have another Kavanaugh circus where it's like, did you drink beer? And I mean, like, that was awesome. And I, I was like, I don't even know how all this works, but everything I'm reading, it's like, oh, she, whoever Donald Trump says he's, they're going to go through, I'm like, well, how is that going to, like, what? Like, he what? And I don't really understand it, but it made me it makes me think that, you know, when you're in power, you just do what you want, and then you just, you take it on the backside. You're like, you're good. Like, if you don't like it, deal with it, move on. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm really interested to see what happens with uh, with how we're going to, how, how they're going to try to circumvent Trump again. Because I feel like that's what the Democrats have been doing for the last four years is like, how do we get around this guy? Well, it's all the kerfluffle of the Biden rule, a.k.a. the uh, Thurman rule, 
which both parties have enjoyed and abused over the years, which is well, no, if you have a president I, of one party well, and a majority simple, Senate of Sean. another party. Sean, let's make it simple. It's just if you're in power, you get to do what you want to do. Oh, do you? Well, I mean, like most of the time, it sounds like. I mean, that's politics, right? Oh, yeah. When you have like a, you earn the right because you the got the votes. That's the basis of, of politics. If you have yeah. a majority that fits the, the rule, then the majority rules. Yeah. I mean, I'm, it's just you got to deal with it, I guess. I don't, I mean. It will be interesting to hit, see how it plan, pans out right now. Well, and that's one thing I'm, I've been enjoying about the circus for a while is like the creative ways how politics can be brought up and be in, like basically executed. It's like, all right, this is what we're going to do. This is the game plan. So, um, well, only 40 something more days till election. Yeah. And then I, since coronavirus kind of changed all the elections, I know November 3rd is going to be a big local election too, mm-hmm. everywhere. Pretty much a lot of places that did, basically you were supposed to vote back in May and before that. It's City like, of Conroe got yeah. uh, their elections got tied into this. Absolutely. No bonds on uh, this ballot though. This time around. Well, that's good. Yeah. Because coronavirus will probably be like, do we really need to be doing Well, this? soon enough there will be well, budgeting I, bond issues galore because budgets are just really hosed right now. The last This last year, you Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, I know, I know global soccer has been having a problem, and it's been interesting reading. Like, it all comes back to soccer, doesn't it? Well, it's to me, soccer kind of gives you that foundation of glo- like the global, what's going on globally. That makes sense. If you think about it. Mm -hmm. So, and I know a lot of big teams are like, they're not getting new players. They're trying to ask players for a cut and all this kind of stuff. And so clearly they foresee that the income is not going to be what it was last year, this month. And that's what, I mean, that's why I'm interested to see what the, the. Well, I feel there's going to be some massive contract renegotiations on the, on the side of the teams because, you know, you sign someone, okay, we're going to pay you $10 million a year for the next 10 years. And then, well, we're actually not playing. So we got to get out of this contract that we can't pay you $10 million because we're not getting any revenue. Well, one thing I have noticed, uh, one of my buddies sent me a picture. He does a lot of concerts, like the big like four-day concerts. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, I've noticed when, you, when they make the announcement for, like, for example, he does something in Las Vegas, and it's like September 20, uh, 21, 21, like 2021. Uh-huh. So it's next year the, around this time. And it's like in the con, like in the thing says now they changed it to where like you can basically get a refund pretty much no matter what, right? Because I think they had a big issue last time because of coronavirus and like. Well, see with with music acts and stuff like that, that's a different animal that you can postpone it. That the you know, it's the gate that you can't pay them till they do the concert anyways. With a sports team, they're they're prepaid. It's like you know, I'm guaranteed ten million a year. Well, I know they're going forward with the Conroe Capish Festival here, mm-hmm. which is like the second week in October. Well, it really depends where you are uh, here in Montgomery County. Of course, there's a lot more laxness in public gatherings, which is why the Shakespeare Festival they changed the parks because the Woodlands has grown into Harris County, and ordinarily we have the Shakespeare Festival at Rob Fleming Park, but that's Harris County. So it got moved to North Shore Park, which is in Montgomery County, to lessen the burden of, of public gatherings. So if you try to do something in Harris County, what is it, like 10 people? Do you know? Do you know this stuff? I believe right now that's still the case. So how many entities do you need to create the host 10 people each? And then you're like, oh, we're just by chance here watching this play. I just happened to wander into this park. Yeah. That'd be a great uh, viral video of all these people getting dispersed. 
It's like you can't like you know you get like the 1984 mic on. It's like please disperse. Well, it was great because we actually had um, uh, the Woodlands has literally has a Ranger Bob. He's a park ranger for the town Woodlands Township. <laughs> his name is Bob. I can't remember his last name. But we were having like our final dress rehearsal with the orchestra and we're on the stage and there's some people watching us and he's doing his job i mean absolutely uh, he was coming up and making sure we had a, a license and a permit and for a gathering and we're like yep absolutely because this is you know your guy's gig this is the shakespeare festival and all he did was because the only note he had on his things that were supposed to be happening was aip and he couldn't figure it out because i'm going well you know we're we're doing a Shakespeare. We're doing a play. Here's the orchestra. And he called it, and they figured AIP stood for Arts in the Park, which is what our program no. was. So I'm, he absolutely did an awesome job uh, making sure we were supposed to be there. Everyone was safe. And- you want to know, so it's kind of funny. Uh, yeah. I was reading this article last night. Uh, the NFL is fining coaches because they're not wearing their face masks. And it's like, it's, I think it's like $100,000 per coach or whatever. Yeah. And there's several coaches. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, like, I know they probably made some rules, but then you have all these dudes hitting each other without, like, they don't wear face masks in the helmet. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's kind of strange. It's odd. It, it seems as though it's like a capricious, like contrary a, like that's really, like that, rule that's arbitrarily enforced. Yeah, it's really, because well, I mean, I get that they made rules where it's like, hey, these are the new protocols for the COVID situation for for the football games. But then it's like they're going to fine him because he didn't wear a mask on the sidelines. What if they took professional sports and made them all virtual so where every player is actually at their home behind uh, a well, Xbox Well, their contracts would be renegotiated real fast. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then basically you have a bunch of Asian players, Asian guys playing video games because that's what basically... No, seriously. E- you get well, like, that, no, that's what eSports basically is. There was a... Yeah, but you get the actual players like, you know, when, uh, give me the name of a, a football player old, right now. Old, uh, Warren Moon. And he's, a football player right now? Oh, is it Deshaun Watson? Deshaun Watson, okay. Yeah. That he has to, from his house, oh, that's playing the play an Xbox... <laughs> Well, no, I was, re- I was reading an article about, uh, so I, there was this video game called Overwatch, and they, they're owned by this big company called Activision Blizzard, who makes the games. I remember And Activision. so they, they did their own league, like a big, big time. They spent a lot of money, and I think it was like, they did traditional sports teams. So like Houston gets a team, LA gets a team, et cetera, et cetera. And then I think it was like 80% of the players were from Asia, and they did not speak any English. So the first year, it was like, how do we get Americans to watch this even though the players who represent the cities do not speak any English? So when you're watching them live and they're trying to talk to each other, you have no idea what they're saying. And then, like, so that was one of the one of the interesting aspects of the show, like, because that's where all the best players are. Mm-hmm. And uh, you want to win, right? There you go. But they're, they're, they're learning. They have translators. They have, like, one of the color commentators is always a translator or something like that. And then uh, they're now when they uh, they're in like the third season. Now they actually have uh, English teacher teaching English in the houses of the team. Solid choice. So it was it was just interesting to me because that's where you're trying to get people to watch it. And when you don't understand the language, you're going to be kind of like, "What's going on?" But if you play the game, you get it. So it's like there's a language you do understand. <laughs> the universal language of blowing stuff up. 
Yeah, pretty much. Well, this game is highly, it's a big strategy game. So it's like you got to have certain. Now, can you play it by yourself? Is it like a. No, it's six versus six. Okay. So, so and each character has different abilities. So you have to balance your team to counter to counterbalance the other team while doing an objective. So it's, uh, it's a fun game. Again, I like puzzles. I like games. Uh, but imagine not being able to communicate with half your team. <laughs> so you're trying to figure that out. Um, oh, I'm sure they're right around the corner from inventing the universal translator and just the Babel fish, just stick it in your ear and get no. instant translation. That, that'd be too easy, Sean. <laughs> uh, but yeah, cool. So yeah, NFL get they get fined, and how, that to me is just kind of fine to me because they already get tested. I'm pretty sure that's what they're doing. Yeah, like they get. Well, also look at the money grab, hundred thousand bucks a, a fine. I'm glad the coaches can afford that. Yeah. I was reading it like it's 1% of their annual pay. Good Lord. Yeah. Which is which to me... I, mean, I am on the wrong career path, my friend. Well, imagine you're getting 1% of your pay taken away from you because you, you know, didn't put your seatbelt on. Yep. So, that's kind of weird. Problem is that not putting on my seatbelt is against the law. Not wearing a mask isn't. But that's uh, a whole different isn't topic. Isn't that some places it's against the law not to wear a mask? To make an enforceable law, it's uh, a government can uh, a governor can do an executive mandate, yeah. and I mean that's what Houston did, right? Yeah, and absolutely. But then you have the head of the Houston Police Union saying, "You can't still, enforce it. We're not going to enforce this." Yeah, thing. but the thing is, I always feel about police officers. No dog in you guys. I enjoy uh, the police officers, but I always feel like they're always looking for that angle to get you. So it's like if you're being a, a you know, a meanie head on the street and you're not wearing a mask, you're like, let's get this guy. He's need, he, We need to get him off the street. He's not wearing a mask. Get him. You know, that kind of stuff. Because it's kind of like, I pulled you over because of your broken taillight, but now it magically works. But can I see your license registration? Where are you going? What <laughs> What's going on? Can I search your car? You know, that kind of stuff. Because mm-hmm. I always feel like that's what police, that's like the normal thing. That's like their procedure is try to see how much they can learn and get to know and like, See what's going on. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm not saying it's a bad way. I mean, they're they're doing their job, but it just kind of what's the word? Encrocious? Is that the word? Encrocious. I'm trying to figure out. The... I'm trying to say like they're 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 doing more than what you think they're doing. Egregious. Yeah, egregious. Thank there you. we go. Thank you. But no. But yeah, I bet there's one guy who got in trouble for not wearing a mask in the United States. One guy. Oh yeah, I mean, jaywalking still probably illegal. Not, a cop probably can not cite a Karen someone. though. <laughs> A cop can cite someone for jaywalking, you know, yeah. because you don't because you're caught breaking the law. You don't like it. I don't care. You know, if I, I could get busted for jaywalking, it's not the cop's fault. He, he or she may have a reason for doing it to me. But the simple fact is I broke that ordinance or I broke yeah, that yeah. law. So and that, with one exception, every time I've been p- pulled over by a cop for you know speeding or expired, whatever, it's like, yeah, you got me. One of the one of the craziest things encounters I ever had with a police officer was I was riding in my buddy's car and we're driving home from Abilene to Houston and we get pulled over and Cody was like looking at me he's like what was I doing and I was like I have no idea man like we're in the college station area and I was like I have no idea I don't think you were speeding like we weren't passing anybody and the police officer goes we got reports of a silver sedan driving recklessly. And Cody's like, okay, uh, was that me? And he's like, well, I'm checking. 
And I was like, I, and that was it. That was the end of the conversation. He goes, well, it seems like you're doing all right. You know, license mm-hmm. registration, all this kind of stuff. I was like, did he just pull us over because someone called in this random thing about a silver sedan? So he's just pulling over a silver sedan. He's like, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it's, it's within the structure of the law. I just thought that was really funny. I was like, I guess he thought we were, you know, drinking and driving. I bet, you know, we're college kids. We look in trouble. We look trouble. You never know. And of course, law enforcement, you know, if. Well, it made me think of like, how many times the police have to deal with prank calls? Because mm. I was like, if that's all it takes, say some guy cut you off and you really hate that, you're like, oh, this punk, I'm going to get him. Call the non-emergency number and be like, let's let you know this guy in front of me, he, he was uh, brandishing a gun, and that's when, like... That's why every law no, enforcement no. officer, you know, they go in a situation not knowing what's real, what's yeah. not, what's what's a hoax, what's not. They have to prepare for the worst. Yeah, it is what it is. And I can guarantee that if you and your buddy had... You know, yelled and cursed and thrown stuff at him or flipped off or whatever. It would have gotten different. Well, that's what the strangest thing was. We were just sitting in the, like, we were just driving. It mm-hmm. was like we are just chatting, listening to, like, a podcast or something. And, like, we're getting pulled over. And he's like, what was I doing? And I was like, I have no idea. And you find out and you pass the sniff test and you go on your merry way or you dive out of the car and go running for whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Anyhow. So the, that's that. So it's 9.37. I can't wait till 10 o'clock when Dude. our census gal shows yeah. up. Yeah. Well, we got a couple Krista. more minutes. Oh, I'm not saying let's go to a break, but I'm, the, the morning is, is zipping along. So uh, what other uh, topics are on your mind? Well, there's uh, – without – I mean, I, I don't really know too much. I know I was reading that this – Dick, you know a lot. The city uh, – Seattle City Council overrided, overrode the mayor's veto to cut the police budget. Yes, and, I mean, I don't really know what's going on up there, but I feel like we're going to hear every little nitpicking thing that goes on over in the uh, Northwest. Well, Seattle, and, Seattle, Portland, you know, there are some cities that have gone out of the way to make sure they're in the news. And it's much like the celebrity or the athlete who complained, oh, I can't eat anywhere because everyone recognizes me. Well, no one held a gun to your head as you yeah. were enjoying the benefits. Same thing with Seattle. Um yeah, this is I. I don't quite feel sorry for the mayor, but she is realizing. Be careful <laughs> what you wish for; you just might get it. It was the whole, you know, Seattle had the chop zone or the Chaz zone or whatever it was called uh, for the calling for the defunding. So she was on board with that, and then city council took and ran with it, and then she thought differently, going, "Well, we don't want to cut budgeting by fifty percent, which is what the uh, council voted on," and so she. She vetoed it, saying, no, there are other ways we can do this. And city council is like, no, we're overriding your veto. We are cutting police funding in Seattle we're by 50%. We're doing it. So, Which I dig. I mean, I think they should be able to do whatever they vote for. So she's kind uh, of I think between cool. a rock and a hard place. I think it's cool. To which part? That they did that. Okay. I was against within the law. Well, like, because we always talk about there's 50 states, and we all do kind of do a little different things differently. There's so many cities who do little things differently, and... There's always going to be the other end of the spectrum of certain decisions. Well, someone somewhere has to. If you want to do this whole defund the police thing, there have to be what are called pilot programs. You have to have a city or two or three or four to actually do it to see what happens. And I think we're going to find out that six months of three months, a month of this in Seattle, there's going to be a massive turnaround. I mean, that's kind of going into it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another topic I want to talk about before she comes in, I was reading that – Former running person, Bloomberg dude, paid. 
I love that description. Paid, paid fines for felons in Florida. Yes. To vote. So basically, from mm-hmm. what I understand, you can correct me, and the audience can, listeners can say, what the heck are you talking about? So from what I understand, Florida passed a deal where felons can vote again. Yes. And then under these certain felons, they had to pay a fine. To Yeah, they had so, to be completely done with their sentence, and that includes it, paying off your fines. And now, see, this is where I wish I knew what they did wrong, because what, what like, say... I didn't do any prop. Well, there's a bunch of dogs, man. We got we got we dogs. Got, out we got a little show going on out here. I, I can't see it, but I believe you. Yeah. Anyhow, so but I, I'm trying to understand where because to me, if like you're a felon, you did something pretty bad. But I'm thinking a fine. Like, how do you expect these people to pay? Well, that's kind of the point. Like, that's especially with you know the stories about being in prison it's like oh you get paid 30 cents or a dollar 20 or whatever well try getting a job out after you get out to to pay it so off. these people are already out yes okay so they're in society the, they're they're former felons or they're felons in the sense that but they have to pay back ten thousand dollars yeah basically $5, in order $5. for you to be able to vote you have to be completely beyond everything who, is this a new thing where they just started arbitrarily going you gotta pay 10 grand bro no no this is with felonious conviction that's always the case usually with felony it's a fine of ten thousand dollars and three months you know three years in jail or something like okay that. so it's more of like if i went and just trashed a house and, and i did like a hundred thousand dollars worth of damage that's not a felony is it well what, when does it become a felony do well, we know that do we even know that well there's no set standard on okay. what makes a felony what doesn't but I will admit that that is designed to keep a felon under the state's thumb pretty much for the entire their entire life. They may have paid off their debt to society by doing the jail time, but there's no way they're going to be able to pay off, you know, the fines. I wonder. Something. I wonder. Did he do all everybody in Florida? Yeah, so uh, every single person. Yeah, he and others. Are, he, I think there's like what. Twelve million or one hundred twenty million. Because I'm trying to figure out. Of money. I'm trying to figure out how you, how you could organize something like that. Well, like, you, do you call the state? You get an organization together. You call and the say, state and be like, "Hey, can I get a list of everybody that has a fine under these set of standards?" Yeah, well, it's open records, so all so, you gotta do is, is look it up. And the issue with that is there are laws against giving someone a financial incentive to vote or not vote, and this is where the problem is. The that's being argued now, right now let, that let this is no different to pay off a felon's fine so that felon can vote is no different than giving someone a five thousand or ten thousand dollar credit card and say, "Hey, vote Democrat or vote Republican." There's no difference on that. There's a financial incentive. Well, could it be something similar to like hypothetically someone buying a bunch of buses for a town that doesn't have buses? So they can have transportation throughout okay. the year, but no, they can say go that again. Vote. Oh, I missed the first three well, words. So like, could you? Could that is it equivalent to someone buying, like, say, transportation for a town, or and they're like, hey, no, because the voter is not receiving financial compensation. So these people don't even have to vote. So what's the big deal? Do what? These people don't even have to vote. The felons? Yeah. Right. But here's the thing. Statistically, I mean, you could, a felon is pretty much anti-law and, law and order. Or law enforcement. It's the cops that put him in prison, or it's the cops that the arrested him. It's the man, right? Yeah. Which stereotypically is, especially in this climate, the Republican Party. So felons tend to be not I'm, Republicans. And so 
in Florida is needed. I mean, so why does Bloomberg say it's very, why is Bloomberg uh, doing this just for Florida? There you go. Is and, Florida the only place that you're allowed? No, to? it's a battleground. No, it's just all he did for the Florida oh. felons. Well, if you're trying to tell me he did it out of his heart, kindness of his heart, of course not. Get out of here. But that's what I'm saying. This could easily I, be. I guarantee you, when he, I guarantee, I can already law. imagine the conversation they had in the think tank, and they're like, "We need somebody to pay these off. How are we going to pay this off?" And uh, someone's like, "Oh, we just get a rich dude." And Bloomberg's like, "Well, I have money." But do I get a write-off? I blow a hundred million on a yeah. Well, that's the thing. You, well, you get saying, a pack going. That's what I'm saying. I go. I wonder if he just goes. But wait, 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 wait. Before I give you this money, what incentive is there yeah, for me? And, and there's something wrong to have an incentive to give away money. That's why nonprofit donations are. So I'll be interested to see how that works. Have you got any? You know. Well, that's something to keep an eye on because it is very much possibly against the law of what he's doing oh, and to make know. it down to i feel like the law enforcers just kind of determine what they want to enforce no no this is something that will go could easily uh be fast-tracked to the supreme court which right now has a 4-4 split yeah so there you go i don't know i like it though i, I <laughs> like it because you know they had that conversation you know there's you know there's a strategy oh absolutely so i wonder what's the next level well, the next level is there going to be a lot of ticked-off felons next year who are like, well, are you going to pay off my fines? Nope, sorry, too late. You missed the vote. Um, and again, that's much like along the veins of pay off my student loans or something. It's like, what about those who came before or come after? What makes this particular group that's so That's a lucky special? generation. There you go. Well, it's not even generation. Or it's lucky a lucky year, cycle? lucky lucky three months. Yeah. Why are you complaining about that, man? No, I'm not complaining. It's just I won't be the one complaining because no one ever paid off my student loans. Yeah. And no one ever paid off my, my mortgage for me. And, no, you know, any fines I've well, paid over the years illegal. I mean, I don't know how anyone I can look myself. at that and be like, that's suspect. Of course it's suspect. So. But the question is, is it breaking the law? And I have no opinion until I, I get more legal answers on it. Of course, you got the knee-jerk reactions. Oh, it's fine. Or, oh, it's against the law. I'm waiting to see. It could be. Let's see what the courts say about it. But and, I feel like Bloomberg's one of those dudes that will never go to jail. Well, if he hasn't broken the law, there's no need for him to go to jail. Okay. I'm not a fan of Bloomberg, don't get me wrong, and I think what he's doing is highly suspect. And and But here's the thing. I'm also the one to say it may be unethical, it may be morally questionable, but if it's the law, then it's the law. Yeah. So I may not like what he's doing, but if it's within the mandates of the law, okay. But there is a precedent that what he's doing, again, the argument is it's no different. You can't give someone 50 bucks to go, say, hey, go vote or go vote Democrat. You yeah. can't do that. It's against the law. And so that's what this whole legal question is coming up. Okay. Well, uh, our guest is here. Do you want to go ahead and just move on to the next segment? We can, absolutely. Okay. Well, you've been listening to Dick and Skippy in the mornings, guys. That was our first hour. We're going to take a quick... <laughs> sort of. So, well, I mean, yeah. yeah. We're going to take a quick break because we got Christopher Fabregas coming in the studio to talk about the U.S. Census Bureau. So if you have questions about that, stay tuned. We're going to take our top of the hour break and uh, stick around. You've been listening to Lone Star Community Radio on Lone, on IRLoneStar.com and Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. We will be right back. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. 
with scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast. Create your first YouTube channel and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776. Statistics show that one out of every six Texans struggles with food insecurity and hunger. And many people don't eat enough fruits and vegetables every day. The Better Living for Texans program is here to help you learn how to make healthy menu choices, save money at the grocery store, prepare quick and delicious meals, get more good nutrition in your day, and get more physical activity. Classes are fun, friendly, interactive, and free, and taught in English and Spanish. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. Hey y'all, it's DJ Mike from Dance Simon, Texas. Join me Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. as I count down the top 10 Texas Red Dirt songs that are packing the dance floor. I'll be featuring local artists and the story behind the hits, shows in the area, as well as new songs that make you want to dance. It's Dance Time in Texas with DJ Mike on Lone Star Community Radio 104.5 KCZW and 106.1 KZCC, Conroe, Texas, or online, IRLoneStar.com. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936 936- Six four seven three seven seven six. Did you know there are more than 790 abused and neglected children currently in foster care in Montgomery County? Will you help make a difference? I'm Allie Stevens with Costa Child Advocates of Montgomery County. We train and support volunteers to be the voice of children in the foster care system. Kids are moved from their home because of abuse and neglect, and we need volunteers just like you to advocate for these children. To learn more about becoming an advocate, please visit costaspeaksforkids.com. That's costaspeaksforkids.com. This is Rick, TRC. Every Tuesday on my show, Afternoons with Lone Star, from 3 to 7, I play back-to-back classic rock hits. That's right. I like to call it a two-for-Tuesday or a three-for-whatever it is you'd like. Call the request line, 936-647-3776, or message me on Facebook, Afternoons with Lone Star, make a music request. That's right, you can do it. Here's what else. Go over to our website, IRLoneStar.com. Get the app on your phone. It's easy. You'll like it. All right, we're back. Dick and Skippy in the mornings on Lone Star Community Radio. 
IRLoneStar.com worldwide. Facebook.com slash Dick and Skippy. We got Chris Fabregas in the studio with the U.S. Census going on right now. And I just learned that today marks the one week left to complete your census. So if you haven't done that, we'll talk about how to do that, where to do that. Why to do that. Why to do that. And then we'll follow up with some conspiracy questions. No, I'm just kidding, Krista. Uh, if you have questions for Krista, feel free to join us on Facebook uh, right there at Dick and Skippy. And then you can text call at any time, 936-228-9368. And we'll relay them to Krista. And especially uh, after the video, she's pretty responsive on the internet. So mm-hmm. uh, she'll get back on there and answer your questions. But it's pretty simple. Fill out this. I think it's like 10 questions or something like that. And... Uh, I think the only one that confused my wife was the uh, the Caucasian one. Like, if you're a Caucasian or okay. not. There was some weird... Well, there, yeah, the first... It's like... It's like nine questions, I think, if you get really down to the nitty-gritty on it. But yeah. um, but what it is, and, and I've, I've uh, as part of my role, I'm not, I'm not one that goes door-to-door, but since I last spoke with you back in, in March... Um, one of my jobs was holding these events. So if you've been, if you guys did venture out during COVID era and go to, you know, uh, Montgomery Sip and Stroll, any of the things that finally started going on, especially a few months ago, um, we have had census table, census people, um, you know, kind of going rah, 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 census, if you haven't done it yet. Um, head over here, you know, we'll, we'll help you right now. Um, and so I've actually taken thousands of responses myself as a census taker wow. um, at these events. And, and because we, um, we have the same devices, you know, that the census takers have, but, um, you know, the, the, one of the problems with that is we're doing it address based. So it's like, you know, give us your address. Okay. We mm-hmm. see you haven't answered it yet. Then we roll through and having done that, I can pretty much tell you exactly what's on it. So if you haven't done it yet, here's what it's going to ask you. You're going if you go online, put in your address. I think I put the website. What's the website? It's 2020census.gov. Yeah. So if you do 2020 census, C E N S U S. Yeah, you got to spell it out for yeah, Dick. Yeah, some people put S E N S E S. So. <laughs> I hope someone one day do that. And I'm like, no, no, no. C-E-N. See, shirt? I just, I have it on my shirt. There it is. There it is. <laughs> so the, the questions that are asked. Mm-hmm. So the questions are asked. So you, you click that little green button that says respond now. And it starts with your address. Is that um, it? That's it. That's it. Yep. You hit respond. Okay. And if when you do that, it's going to first ask you if you have your code. Now, most people by this point, in my experience, have thrown away all of the letters that the census sent you. <laughs> if you do perhaps still have that letter, uh, open it up, put that code in, because if you do that, hopefully you won't have anyone come knock on your door. That's the best way to answer. Um, that aligns your address with the letter we sent so we know everything is right, right in target. Um, if you don't have those letters, you just put in your address, um, it verifies it, and then onward it goes. It basically says how many people are living in the house. Uh, it has a spot to put their names, and then uh, and then it asks you again. It asks you a lot. Are you sure this many people lived in your house on April 1st? Because April 1st is our tally mark. Um, and then it asks you again. Are you sure no one else was living here? So just get through those, yes, no, whatever. Um, and then the next step, it'll ask you birth dates, uh, cause we do want to track ages. Like for example, uh, the Texas, uh, school system uses census counts to forecast school funding. You know, they, they want to know how many one-year-olds are in a region cause they know they're going to be in school in four or five years. So that, you know, we also use it for senior, um, services and that type of thing. So, so we do birth dates, then you move on to the ethnicity questions and it asks you 
if you have any Hispanic origin. Okay, that's that's a yes or no. Um, so if you if and then whether you hit yes or what no. What does that mean though? Like from Spain? Well, it means any Latino origin. For example, so like South America. Well, and... they say Latino. It is it is your discretion. I will say a lot of anything ethnicity or um, racial in, in on the questions on those are basically your discretion. You know, yeah. describe yourself. Um, I. I personally don't have Latino origin. My husband and my daughter do. Mm-hmm. So um, so for my personal question, I put no. But for my, my husband's family is from Spain. Actually, Spain. So if you get into the nitty-gritty. Um, He's probably Catalonian, too. So he it's like he even, actually is. Yeah, those guys. They're crazy. They're, they're, the, they're the crazies of the Spain. They are. They're a lot of fun. Yes. That's what, <laughs> well, he's a you know, expert motorcycle racer. What do you do? There you so, go. There you go. But um, anyway, so so there, there's, I put, you know, yes, um, that they had Hispanic origin. And then you get to, then are you Caucasian? Are you Native? You know, then you have all of your ethnicity. And you can go, you can no, go yeah. as far out as you want to. I mean, you can go. You know, Caucasian, uh, English, German, you know, uh, if you have, you know, if you know your your background. You can, I had my 23 and yeah, me in my can, hand. I'm like, I'm going to I'm going to yes. fine tune this down you, to the. You it won't walk. let you, you choose it. Garden of Eden. Huh. It will not let you choose. No, because that's that. That's no, not not. I don't. Well, that isn't actually on the pull down. So this is just yeah. you fill it in. So, you know, you just kind of put I mean, like I. Um, up in up in Huntsville, for example, where I do a lot of work, uh, we have a lot of Cameroonian and Nigerian um, uh, green card holders up there. So you know, I would they would you know put that specific because they know specifically where they're from. So it really is. It's what you want to put in, how you identify yourself, and then um, then it asks what the relation. You know, is this a biological son? A, you know, a, you know, same sex, you know, spouse, opposite sex spouse, all that. And then it asks you again, are you sure these are all the people living in your household? Are you 100% sure this is, and no one else was living anywhere else? And then you're done. You know, that's really, that's well, It's fairly it. easy. I just, like I said, yeah. I think the, the ethnicity question was just something well, my what, wife what was confused, like. What confused well, her on it? It wasn't just Caucasian. Like you had mm-hmm. to put oh, like, something like, are you from Europe or are you from, oh, you know, Russia or like. That kind of stuff. She's well, like, I don't really know. You don't actually Ameri- have to. Yeah, yeah you put Caucasian, but then it says, and then it says below. You know, you can go as far out as you want to, and and I guarantee you, some people do. Can we just do. put we're warm blooded? Huh? Well, I don't know. Well, even it, that's pretty. You know, you know it's, it's not a given. It's not a pull down menu, so you can actually fill it in yeah. as desire. And I will tell you, <laughs> oh, it'll be so much fun. The I, what I have learned, uh, having worked through outdoor events through the heat of summer, is that the the hotter it is. The, the more typing you have to do, I am, you know, here's my background. I've got nine things going back. I'm like, oh, okay, tippity type, 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 That's type, because type. of 23 and me. Yes, We're yes. all convinced that's where we're yes. from, apparently. Yes, some people <laughs> some people do know it all. But uh, like I said, what I'm trying to do here is pull up the latest, and I'm sorry because my um, internet was kind of being funky this You're morning. Good. I tried to get well, it you mentioned, before. You mentioned that Montgomery County... Mm-hmm. Is that ninety percent filled out? Right. Well, here's here we have two measurements that we measure. We measure self response, which self response is if you, you, anyone out there, me, uh, went online, called it in, or answered with our paper form. Because some people actually did answer with their paper form. So we if did. you responded yourself, you are counted in the self response group. 
Um, also, if you responded at an event, like if you're out there listening and you, you know, went up to a census table and we said, hey, have you responded? And you said no, and we did it for you. That also goes into self-response because you're kind of voluntarily responding versus having someone come to your door. So Montgomery County, um, at last check, I was, I was on the site like two days ago. Um, it was 68.8% self-response. It's a really good response right here. We're, uh, I think in the whole 13 county region that I work in, I think we're number two, actually. I think, we're at number oh, two. Yeah, we're at number, we're two. number two. <laughs> but that's really good because, for, because this is a huge county and this is a really populous county and we have a very diverse makeup here as far as rural uh, we do have a lot of uh, areas where we did have to hand deliver um, census forms because if you live on county roads and that type of thing and get your normal mail at a P.O. box, you actually get hand deliveries, and that was all delayed. So versus counties like Fort Bend County, which has some rural areas but not nearly as much as Montgomery. So the fact that only Fort Bend is beating us um, in our whole region, I'm pretty happy with that because Fort Bend didn't have the the rural challenges that we did but um but so you've got the self-response that closing in on 70 percent so that means that what 32.2 percent of the addresses that hadn't self-responded we started knocking on doors back in in June um, for that. So we are now one week out. This is done. It's and next Wednesday is our drop dead day for either door knocking responses or self response. So even if you've had someone knock on your door and you weren't there or you didn't answer it and they left a little card that said, please respond to the census, you can still take that little card. It's got your code on it, pop it in and respond. And hopefully you do that. You won't get another knock on your door because if you if you have not responded yet, we're now... I like how that's your incentive. Yeah. It's like, don't let don't, people come visit well, you. Well, we actually call it stop the knock. You know, yeah. if you want to stop the <laughs> knock, because we will keep knocking. And um, until... Because every address, you know, our goal is we have a list of addresses where we think people live. Um, some of them are vacation homes, you know. So we, you know, if we go back three times and it looks like it's not inhabited, we will go knock on a neighbor's door. Well, they door. can still fill it out if they live somewhere else, right? Well, no, because you want to have that. It, we only want residences. So, you know, who's actually living at a home? Well, what so, happens if I'm on vacation and I live somewhere else and I haven't filled it out? Can I still you, fill it out? Well, you live in your pri- you fill it out for your primary. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So if you're if you happen to be at your vacation home, but that's normally just you're just there every couple of weekends or so you don't count that as a as a population residence but um yeah so that's but but so we do so we'll actually go next door you know and say hey does anyone actually live here and they go oh no no you know they have a house in houston so you know that's taken off the list so we don't go back to you know, it you put a little note fancy pants yeah really <laughs> <laughs> exactly but um but actually yeah they have the little i mean they actually work off the phones and they just have a little thing that says, you know, second residence and um, go from there. But the big thing is now, so since since July, since June, we've been out knocking on doors for this 32.2% uh, of the population of the, of the residences, of the addresses we have. It's not people. This isn't 32.2% of the total people. But you figure these are the addresses. X number of people live in these addresses. So... Um, let's say Montgomery County's plus minus 100,000 people, let's say, because we don't know yet because we haven't completed the census count. But 32.2 is 32,000 addresses, you know, of the 100, uh, you know, not um, it, uh, not actual people. You know, there, mm-hmm. we, there might be two people living there. There might be one. There might be six. 
So that's why we have to go around to each one and actually get these counts, you know, of who may, of how many people are living in these addresses. Um, but now we have actually reached almost ninety percent. So wow. we're so overall when you when you add in self response and you add in mm-hmm. how much we've completed on what we call NARFU non response follow up, uh, we're basically 10% of Montgomery County that we have to still count in a week. Well, I in mean, it's so easy to fill online. Yeah. So if you're listening right now and you haven't done it, I put the link in. It the took me, I think, 92 seconds yeah, it's, tops. It's nothing. It's so easy. The worst part yeah. is I was looking for question 10 because who stops on nine? You know, I was scrolling. It's like this. Surely just put anything in. Do you, you know, favorite ice cream, right. something, well, just round like, it out. Well, they can just do, are you double sure <laughs> that you filled this out? <laughs> are you know, I, yeah, I think, I think it's, yeah, I think it's officially nine questions, but since they asked the one over and over again, are you really sure? It, did all these people live here on April 1st? Wait a second, could someone else have lived somewhere else on April 1st? So I, I, I've gone through that and I'm like, okay, we're going to ask it again. And they're like, okay, we've told you this. I'm like, I get it. Click, done. <laughs> well, it really is easy. And they, uh, and listen, I want to talk about the benefits. So, for so people who don't know, then can we talk about the nefarious stuff? Absolutely. Cool. Yeah. Let's talk about the good, the bad, then the ugly. There we <laughs> go. So, what happens? We take this data, and it goes into this big honking database, and then what happens as a result of that? Well, first of all, just so you know, your data becomes nothing more than data points. So it's not like they're going. You know, we do gather names and 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 birth dates, but the minute it hits our system, it becomes statistical data. It's not the the details of this data are are only available seventy two years from now, and that's for uh, like if you do any uh, you know family tree stuff, the libraries a lot of times they will pull up the old census data, so you can do some stuff there. But other than that, you won't find a name, you won't find a birth date, you won't find any details on anybody anywhere at all. It's nothing but a statistic. It's X number of people of this age and this ethnicity that they chose to, to identify with are here. You know, um, That's really what the data becomes. What we do with it, the first big thing, why it is a law. It is a law to do the census, and it's in the Constitution. It's one of the first articles of the Constitution. The reason we must do the census is because it's the only way we have to allocate the uh, U.S. Um, Rep- U.S. House of Representatives seats across all the states. So that was so 1790 uh, under Thomas Jefferson. That is why the first census was 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 done uh, to allocate those. Uh, I don't know how many seats they had back then, but now we have like 465 or something like that. I probably should know that number, but it's a lot. Remember, Senate has 100 seats. Every state gets two automatically. So a bunch of freeloaders. <laughs> That's what you're telling me. Well, the the um, the Congress, the congressional seats get allocated based on on state populations. So right now, California has over 50. Texas has over 30. After this census, Texas should gain three. Okay, so they're not adding more seats to Congress. It means other states are losing seats because their populations have dwindled. Yeah. Um, I'm also, you know, like, like Interesting. I told, Yeah, so basically I can tell you my, my real life job is, is a real estate agent, and I can tell you right now I get calls from people from California every day. California is flocking to the state of Texas. 
um, literally. Is it because of our beautiful beaches? <laughs> no, I, I think it's because I think it's because of our of our beautiful freedoms compared to <laughs> some of the stuff that Californians have to deal but with. Isn't there other and, and the clean air? Yeah. Isn't there other states that could get, like? Is Nevada's pretty free, man? They got a freaking sin well, city. Yeah, but, like, Texas, but Texas has a Nevada much doesn't have much economy. of a coastline. Yeah, That's but true. they're coming here. I mean, Montgomery County is booming because this is the prettiest area to live in the Houston region. So they they come. Uh, we have some hills. Crazy. We have some. We do, hills. and we have forests. I think and Willis is the highest point in Texas. Actually, I think it's actually no, no, no. like b- b- nah. sea level. Yeah, I oh, think no, it no, is no. because that's out in West Texas. It's like um, oh, uh, I'm gonna look there's it like up a, now. There's like a five thousand. Well, we also have mountains down in Big Bend, but, right? You know. Anyways, but moving on. But the but the, so the only way that we have to allocate these seats every ten years is the census, mm-hmm. and that is population based. So basically. If you want more representation for the state of Texas, meaning more seats at the federal level in Congress, then you've got to answer your census because it's the only way we're going to get them. Also, at the state level, they use population counts within the state for legislative districts in the Texas legislature. So if we want more representation, for example, in the last census, uh, Montgomery County actually gained a legislative district. We went from two to three. So we actually have three seats here. Um, we might get four. I don't know. You know, it depends on what the population counts, how they all, uh, how they all equal out. So, um, so basically our representation federally and at the state level is all based on the census counts. Uh, just end of story. There's no other way to do it. So less people answer here, the more other states that did a better job answering, the, the more likely they're going to get seats that we could have gotten. So that's the number one thing. The, the, the sideline benefit is that over time, um, all these you know public services, community services, the federal funding the allocated back to the states, um, all has become based on, on census counts. They, they look at the population counts, they look at the uh, age and, and demographic breakdowns to determine how $675 billion dollars of federal funding that's tax money that we have paid in our businesses have paid in we personally have paid in um over you know each year uh, 675 billion is basically the the round figure on the allocations that come back to the states back to the count and then from the states to the counties for everything from uh, uh federal school funding support which then allocates across all it's the Montgomery ISDs. county it's the highest city in Montgomery county Montgomery, yeah. Wait, Montgomery County yeah. is the highest city in Montgomery County? No, Willis, County. Is. No, Willis, Willis is the highest point in Montgomery yeah. County. Oh, Montgomery yeah. County. So Al- yeah. Well, he has a flooding yeah. fear. I so Al- just... Well, Alpine, I know. Alpine is like 5,000 feet. I go out there to Terlingua a lot, so it's on the way. That's really high. It's you really go out there to do what? Ride motorcycles. Oh, ride motorcycles. Oh, okay. yeah, ride motorcycles. Didn't she already say that her husband's a daredevil? Yeah, no, I, I missed the word. I thought she said Terlingo, and I'm like, Terlingua. I have no idea. Terlingua? Yeah, Terlingua. Yeah, there's a big... There, well, there used to be. I don't know if they're doing it anymore. There used to be a big dirt bike ride out there. Oh, okay. Year. Yeah. Yeah, busted my knee one year. Oh. Great fun. Yeah. <laughs> <We> so, <laughs> so you get legal and uh, representation, legislative representation. Mm-hmm. Um, I, well, I, I was going to ask a question, but I don't want to go down that rabbit hole about redrawing lines because that's a whole different animal altogether. So uh, from that, uh, what about like budgeting? That, well, that's where the again, that's the the six the, the six hundred seventy five billion dollars each year. This is each year gets allocated back to states, then to the counties, and then to the local districts. 
for all sides of things. So you've got school funding, you've got you know roads, economic development, business development, agricultural development, which is a big deal. All those grants and all the funding for agricultural and business development programs, economic the um, economic development groups that each city has. We have one here in Conroe. Um, they use uh, the population counts to apply for grants and get all sorts of uh, development funding for that. But also, WIC, SNAP, CHIP, and even all of those food banks, all of those food banks that have been going on all throughout really? COVID. I mean, we've it's been like food bank crazy. Um, and in fact, for a while, that was the only event going on publicly, you know, in the early days. Um, these, have, I mean, the Houston Food Bank has been on fire supporting all of these uh, local food banks in the count in the, here and in surrounding counties. And a lot of the food allocations are population based. So, I mean, it, it rolls all the way down to your local food bank level. So, if anyone you know has has stopped by a food bank, if you lost your job and you you know need a little extra help, you can thank population counts that the Houston Food Bank, you know, used to get funding, get allocations, et cetera. It really does trickle down. It, it trickles down to your kid's school. I mean, if they're, you know, if they're trying to figure out, you know, if they're, if they're trying to figure out where to put the next elementary school, uh, they're looking at those population counts. They're looking at those one-year-old kiddos in a region to see, you know, okay, in five years, we have an explosion of young families here. And so we're probably going to need to, to uh, you know, forecast another elementary school here in the next five to ten years. When did so, they do this every ten years? They do this every ten years. So you only have one chance every ten years to make a difference. And, I, and I'll tell you on the budgeting, like you said, the uh, George Washington University did the most recent study on the value of a missed count, of a missed person. And, um, and it's just, in, just kind of statistically across the board, every person that does not get counted in the census is $1,100 that that community, the community, not just the state, the community, our community will lose over each year. So times that times 10. Wow. So if we don't count, you know, what's the math here? If we I mean, don't I, count, I, if I, we miss 50 people times a thousand, you know, that's 50,000 a year times 10. That's 500,000. No, that's 50, no, times 50,000 times yeah. 10 is 500,000. Yeah, there you go. 500,000. So if you if you use five hundred people, that's five million. You know, it's I mean, it's it no more than that. But um, but it's easy to miss that many money. people. It's a lot mm -hmm. of money. And and here's the, the she's not the one doing the counting. Folks. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I usually <laughs> I usually do my, my calculator because I'm like you know just to just make sure my numbers are right. But um, it's a lot. And but the thing is too. One of the things that the census has discovered just over the years is the people that tend to use the services the most are the ones that are the most hesitant to be counted. Yeah, they're fearful. Yeah, you know, they don't trust the government. They don't trust, you know, that they just don't want to share that information. I mean, however, I, would, I would not. Yeah, however, they're the ones that might be on. They might have food stamps. They or you know the the WIC card. They might be using SNAP. They might be using CHIP for their kids but they're avoiding being counted so they're not contributing to bringing money in but they're taking it so we're, we're very much like you know the the information statistical it's protected under several different laws i mean you know i personally am responsible like if i had shared any information like if i took your information and said hey did you know that they've got you know nine people living in there? Well, no i'd be like in jail for 40 years cannot do it um and like I said, it just becomes a statistical data point that we use for for population counts. A you know of a, of 
what the demographics of the population are so we can get, you know, the funding. So we can, and the total counts just for the, um, for the congressional seats mm. and so, the but, legislative seats. So you have to do it by residence, right? It's by, it's by we're, address. By we're, address. We're yeah, address that's what I mean. Based. Like, because, mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like that's where a lot of people don't want to participate because of the, like, because my first thought was if I had a secondary home, I would not want people knowing I have a secondary home. Mm-hmm. And I would immediately throw the web bandits from Home Alone and like I tell the world, hey peeps, I got a chalet and and Saint Croix. Well, because- well, but the, but remember this, and this is the census. The reason the census is done the way it is is because it's independent. Um, you know, if you have two homes, you have property tax accounts. Yeah. So it's I, I as a realtor can go find out that very easily. If you have two homes in Montgomery County, give me five minutes. But does and it I say will- which one I live in? Um, if you have a homestead exemption, homestead exemption yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so you know, it's your information is out there, especially if you're on. The best thing, my favorite thing, is when people get on Facebook and argue about answering the census, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, you know, you've already lost. You're you're the ten- well, you just freak them out because we already know everything about you. I know. We contacted I, I, Facebook. Yeah, I, I unfortunately, I as a census worker cannot get into in, into you know discussions per se, but I do kind of go click, and I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah, all right. <laughs> moving on <laughs> well i mean it, it, you're never gonna get 100 percent. i feel like because there's and there's so much moving parts to the whole collection process and but i think 90 percent is a good that's way to go into the last well, lap we don't accept 90 percent is is complete right. that's okay. that's the thing well, I mean, like, you know, we, we're number two we're, yeah. i mean you're in the last lap we're in the last and lap. like and that's you're in a good point to where you know especially listeners who haven't filled it out it's really easy it's all online uh, and then you just fill it. I mean, it really is. It's kind of one of those things where you were like, why isn't it simpler? Like, well, it is. Like, it's already as simple as it possibly It's simple. Get. You're not giving away any information yeah. that, you know, the, Facebook ads can grab. Right. Can, can I uh, take it to the next step? I remember in late 90s, probably 2000, there was a, I used to watch The West Wing. Mm-hmm. And there was an there episode where they're talking about the census and someone was trying to promote, well, let's just do sampling instead. And there were arguments on both sides of that. And then they brought in the three-fifths rule and it got really convoluted. I, you know, I, had, I had to look up to figure out what the heck was going on. Um, why wouldn't computer models or pr- predictive algorithms work in this? Why, why still do we want to knock on each door? Um, I think the biggest reason is because that's what it's actually the way it's mandated. The mandate for the census is to count everyone once, only once, and in the right place. That's actually, I mean, that's the mandate of the law. It's we physically have to count everybody exactly where they live on April 1st um, and count them only once. So that that would be like the the vacation home or kids at college. That was a big big screwball thing this year because kids at college came home early, <laughs> like mine. Um, yeah, but wouldn't, you, wouldn't yeah. you still count them though? No, they got counted. So that's where we had to be very careful. Well, um, no, even if I yeah. went to school, they are. Well, they are. Uh, college kids are counted, but they are counted where they are on April first. So, for example, my kiddo was in Palm Beach Atlantic in in Florida, and so she actually was counted at her dorm. So when I, when we did our counts, that's interesting. Yeah. When, so here's the, here's the funny thing. I never actually responded online myself because I wanted to make sure I got every mailing that they sent so I could answer every question possible. So one day we get a door knock and my daughter answers the door while I am out working a census event and I hadn't responded yet because for a reason, you know, and I told her, I, I said, don't respond. She said, well, I went ahead and did it. And I'm like, 
And I'm like, well, did you mention that you should have been at college in March? Oh, no, I didn't tell her that. I'm like, okay, well, we're going to have someone else come back. And lo and behold, we had someone else come back and just to confirm because, you know, she's a college kid. And, um, and they were like, now, could you have been counted somewhere else? And she's like, well, I, I was supposed to be at school on April 1st. Okay, great. So they took her off of our count for Texas. But supposed to and, be, though. She isn't, though. Right. But she, but the, the, col- it, the, the way the census deemed it this year was colleges, they went ahead and just left them at where they should have been on April 1st. So because we already had college counts in. Because we would have been counting them and the, the, twice. The, the address was the dorm, right? The, right. In okay. her situation, the address was the dorm. So you know, so that's that. They had to kind of make a couple little adjustments this year because of of the strangeness of of COVID. So can you amend uh, your your census? Like uh, I remember probably 20 years ago, 10, 20 years ago, there was a question, uh, joint custody kind of thing, mm-hmm. and I did my best guess. Because back then that was paper and it wasn't as clear. It's where the child was on April 1st. Even back then, was that still the April 1st thing? April 1st has always been the actual census day. The April 1st has always been the day that you count. However, even before the country was created. Well, I'm saying it could have been that, wait a sec, so she's got primary custody, but the daughter was with me on April 1st, so, you know, I knew that. Can you amend it if you find out later, oh, I should have added this person subtracted? Or once Um, it goes in, it's in? Typically, no. Once it goes in, it's in, but the census does have a lot of follow-up. So if they follow, so in, in that case, I don't know, if they had followed up, mm-hmm. because they do, they do, they do. Where you're talking about sampling, we do follow up sampling. So basically, right now, um, like in my situation, we had we had someone come by twice because it had a little tag thing that said college kid, you know, and um, and so they double checked that. Yeah, so that makes sense. Sometimes they do double checks, and we do. We just do um, most. Some people, not mo- most people, who self responded using their code won't get a knock but some people will just because we do data quality follow-up as well so example if you've got if you answered on your own and you had 20 people in your house you'll probably get a follow-up just to make sure you actually had 20 people they have to come in and stuff um no no they just do it at the door you know just say we just want to make sure that you know all 20 of these people were actually living here you know as you know not visiting they weren't here for a week what, you know? what about homeless people okay that's actually going on right now um, in fact, I was on the phone talking about that on the way here. Uh, so what we do on shelters and, um, and on transient locations, the, under the bridges, the out in the woods type stuff, um, we work with our local leaders and those leaders could be anyone. It depends like a on church or like, right. A it depends on who is servicing or usually it's who's servicing that community. And but that's been part of my job. My like job. Chop is probably a local one. Yeah, uh, yeah. Luckily, I'm not having to deal with that. That's that's out of my that's out of my area. The chop zone is that what you no, just said? There's Conroe House of Prayer, dude. Oh, oh, chop. Get, oh, get, get your like, oh, no, no, get no. your brain Luckily, out I'm of the gross stuff. Yeah. Luckily, I'm in a different state. But um, oh, you I thought? Don't, I, oh, I, I don't thought. Know. I yeah, know. you said chop. I'm thinking the Seattle chop zone. No, the Connor House of Prayer. Right, those would be the groups, and I know for me because I dealt a lot in recently like good shepherd mission does Mm -hmm. is one of the big food bank and shelters up there and what we do is we reach out to the area leadership whether that is uh you know like you said the the faith leaders the shelter leaders sometimes it's law enforcement a lot of times law enforcement will say go talk to these three shelter groups and they'll help you and the the hard thing is is transients are transient they go they're they're not always in the same spot so 
what we do, that whole April 1st thing kind of goes out the window with that group. What we do is we we reach out to our leaders that know where transit locations are with about a week leeway. I mean, I'll call up and say, hey, do you know where you know, where people are hanging out in non-shelter locations, the shelters we know. And so we work with the shelters on who's there, you know, hopefully as close to April 1st as we can get it. But for the transient locations where people are just camping out, Mm -hmm. something like that, we actually just show up. We kind of put up a table, have a little event, um, have giveaways and uh, water and stuff like that. And we just try to count as many people as we can to the best of our ability. You bait these people? No, no, we no. I not mean, baiting. it's lure. No, There's a difference no. between baiting and we, luring. We 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 offer, encourage, yeah. inspire, yeah. and and a lot of times we're not actually the ones doing that. We're there. It's a, a lot of times it's it's the people that work with them, the supp- the the um, service providers. Um, like we'll have the food bank might go yeah. out there with water and they chips and stuff, and um, you know, but they needed anyways so it's well no i'm just kidding we make time. it an event well, it's, we, we it's, call what, it refreshments what's well, funny when you think about the motivation of performing the census like it doesn't sound very exciting so you're trying to like in my mind i'm like how do you encourage these people just to spend five minutes especially when online i can't imagine doing the census like 40 years ago uh but like it's especially when you're like you literally are challenged with a task that seems impossible to count every single person living in the United States, and especially with today's, you know, kind of like oh, yes. perception of I don't want the government here, or, or I, you know, no one really knows what does this mean. What am I going to get in trouble if I well, fill this? I out? want to throw in a, another monkey wrench. Ask a tough question. What Uh-oh. about for uh, however you want to phrase it, undocumented residents, illegal aliens? However you want to phrase that, how does that figure into the census mix? Well, that and that's that ha- that's actually been in the conversation, but you know. For for this year's census, it just basically goes back to what was mandated. Um, there has been a citizenship question on it in the past. So if mm. anyone says there hasn't been, there has been. Mm. It was it was on I think in the fifties, and it was taken off in the seventies. Um, the census questions are reviewed, and there is sampling done beforehand, um, and then it's determined that these are the questions that are going to be asked and how they're going to be asked. Like in ten years from now, there might be more question more choices for sexual orientation for example that was a big one on the table this year um we just say male and female and we have a lot of people saying there needs to be more choices there so every year it does every 10 years it does change based on based on community needs essentially this year there was no citizenship question there's no way to say this you know there's absolutely no way statistically to go in and say this address is has a citizen living there this one does not it's just this this address has five people living there this address has eight people living there this you know well, that's I mean, really all it is There's, i would be concerned as the census is, is performed is the more detailed questions they ask because if someone's going to be upset about the gender question mm-hmm. then it's like well they're probably going to ask the height the weight the color of the eyes and i mean like they're going to get to that point where they're going to want to know everything about this person who's living at this house well, I think the ten-year census tries to keep it really simple. Oh, you yeah. know, they really, they really do because it is essentially a population have a and pulse? demographic count. Check. Yeah, it basically, yeah. If you're, if you're, if you're alive and breathing on April first, we just want the, we just want yeah. some. And you know, the truth of the matter is, I'm not supposed to say it, but I will say it because, because people have asked. Um, you will take whatever answers you provide. 
Um, yeah, you don't it's have to not gonna, it. it's not gonna kick it out. You know, I do know that there were some, um, LGBTQIA plus groups that did a paper mailing campaign and they use post-it notes on the sexual orientation thing. It's like, you know, make your, make your voice heard. It's America. You know, um, we will take your, you Well, know, does the gender really matter in the census? Cause I know we kind of discussed the benefits of the census. Does the gender statistic really line up with anything like that? Uh, to my, I mean, for for what groups would use it, I don't know because I don't I don't get into that level of who's sampling, you know, who's pulling the well, data. No, I was someone curious, might, yeah, someone might if it's if that. Because I know age, we yeah, do use the age stat for schools mm-hmm. and things like that, but gender, I don't really see. I think the thing is, the people that it's important to, they would use it. You know, I at mean, they at least might, they're excited yeah. about filling it out. Yeah, that's the thing. It's so. like you know, our thing was was if you you know if you don't feel like you're being represented by this make your voice heard yeah and um i mean i didn't say that that was this this group's you know venture into into getting their their you know followers to answer and that's that's what worked but you know that's the thing about the census it's like you're just not going to make everybody happy what's well, i'm saying you're never going <laughs> you're, right. you're never going to get 100 percent because there's always going to be that one hermit yeah. guy's like no nah, i don't want you to yeah. know everything about me and you just yeah. go and and heart. by law here's the thing if that if mr hermit doesn't want to answer anything and he's got big dogs and a gun then we are required not oh you can we are required to go to Mr. Hermit's next door neighbor and hope and see if they will tell us a little information about Mr. Hermit. Like I said, we'll get what we can. And then you need loudspeaker on. We got you. I'd hate to be the census taker in the compound in Colorado. One one guy. Yeah. There's some tough, there's some tough boogers out there. I will tell you. And, um, (laughs) and we've got tough census takers too, but my mother-in-law is one of them. I'll let you know. I mean, I will say, I will say like the perception the census has a lot of room to be taken advantage of. And so I hesitate myself, mm-hmm. but I understand what it's for, and it's not hard to fill out the question. Like, yeah. you fill it out, it's so easy. So, but in my mind, I'm always thinking today, you know, tech can do so much. People can. Well, perhaps you know, if the census put like what a, kind of tree you are is question 10, people would think, oh, I did that on Facebook. So it's the same information. Well, and that's, you know, that's what I kind of get into. I, I, I've actually had these conversations with, because I've been at a lot of events, a yeah. lot of things. And, and you do get people that walk up. And what's funny is I've had people that were adamant, adamant about not answering it. Just, you know, they're sitting in a food bank line. And I'm going, you know, have you answered yet? Can I help you? Da da da. And um, and I've, lie, I've had people yeah, that are just absolutely adamant. And I'm like, you do know that the food that you're getting today is thanks to census counts, right? And he's and and now I wouldn't say everybody got on board, but I maybe had one or two that were just recalcitrant no's. I took a lot of census counts at, at I helped. I shouldn't say I did. She's done, we, she, no, she's done the uni- entire yeah. United States, guys. I've done it all. And yes. boy, are my feet but, um, tired. She's on that we, motorcycle. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just yeah I'm fill it out. Fill I'm it out. I'm a census girl. But, um, but, you know, I really did. I assisted a lot of people do, do, do a self-response, essentially, is what we were doing at these food banks. And, um, and a lot of people were just, you know, no, no, no. But they're, and I, I'm not giving my social security number. I'm not going to give me financial information. I'm like, well, lucky for you, that is not a question. Yet. Yeah. It's nope, never. No, uh, no. I can see no, it. No, no. Now I will tell you this: you were talking about samplings, and you were talking about um, uh, uh, you know computer-generated models. The Census uh, Bureau does not quit 
every 10, you know, every 10 years, we're not like, you know, Hey, Margarita time. time let's, to dust, yeah, my, take now, the now, blankets for, off for me, and dust yeah, off. For the... me, Saturday is my last day for my, for this position. So I'm, I'm Margarita villain at, you know, <laughs> Saturday at noon, I'm done. But, um, but you know, the census bureau is an ongoing uh, government department and they do, interim uh, uh, surveys. In fact, the Census Bureau does a lot of surveys contractually for states and everything. Where It's a very active organization for statistical gathering. Um, but what we do interim between the 10-year censuses are called the American Community Surveys. So just because if you've had a knock on your door, you've answered your census, you may have had a second knock to do follow-up, you know, our little sampling to make sure our quality was good, that doesn't mean in two years you may not get another knock from an American Community Survey. Now, that is a much smaller sampling survey that we do that does ask more questions. It does ask some financial information. We and heard it, you it, had it, a gun and a lot of dogs. <laughs> no, We're no, here no. to... <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how they, de- how they decide who's going to do it. I have actually answered an American Community Survey myself I before. vaguely remember yeah. once upon a You'll time doing something. I always similar. tell everybody I've already filled it out. Well, Dixie, you're not helping the matter as much. Now, I, so I have I have the, one of the hard hitting questions here. Mm-hmm. So it's a zombie apocalypse. Do you count the zombies, and do no. you give the census takers hazard pay? Well, let me ask. Let me answer this. I, I guess the this the status for April first is if you are alive on April first. Being that if you were born March thirtieth. Mm-hmm. Um, then you're counted, yeah. you're alive on April 1st, living at that address, supposedly. You're probably still in the hospital, but you know what you, I mean. Can you imagine some guy putting no. together an ad saying, like, I don't count because I wasn't born on April, for April 1st? Yeah, I mean, and that's, and I've had I've had some people say, well, I went ahead and counted my kids. She was on, on, on April 2nd. I'm like, all right, you know, I'm great. I mean, I'm like, we're not going to go back and trace that one down. I, I, oh, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty certain on that one. But zombie unit? apocalypse, I think the thing is, if you have a heartbeat on April 1st, and I don't know if zombies are considered having heartbeats. So if not... Well, there's brain activity. So that's the, that, that's the iffiness brain of it. Brain eating activity. I think that's more of a, you know, that's more yeah, of, a, of a response. Especially a, if they're running zombies, because that shows that there's higher motor function. I tell you what, if they would, honestly, if they would stop and give us information, I will take it. <laughs> I don't, you know, as long as they, as long Excuse as. Excuse me. <laughs> so you're saying like the monkeys that can sign, you'll take their information too? Well, we don't know. Oh, zoo residents. That would be yeah, interesting. I live in, I, I live in. No, I think area. you have to be human or zombie. Yeah. Well, that's what we're arguing. It's like. A human with alpha waves. Mm-hmm. We'll figure it out. And some kind of a, a, a rhythmic thumping in your so chest. If, that, if, Does, that's, if that's an issue in 10 years, I assure you we will figure out a way to address it because we want to get everybody counted. I'm telling and you, if they are, this if they house are is partaking, not a conspiracy theory. <laughs> like they want, they want to be friendly. We want to be counted. Uh, so is there, is there a special task force within the Census Bureau similar to like the Postal Service where it's like a police off, like a police service? Wait, what? Yeah, the Post Office has like a police unit. Where they like inspect uh, mail fraud, and but like they can actually have badges and they can. Oh, like census you. fraud. Well, mm-hmm. actually, what well, I, was, I don't know. I mean, I'm, we what the census. Who has, is the census? We don't really yeah. know. We don't know who the census is. It's Department of Commerce. Is it paid by the government? Department of Commerce. Yeah, I'm actually. So dep- we don't even know. We don't I know. Just answered you. It's Department of. <laughs> See, that's, I mean, that's not. He wants to know the guy's name. <laughs> Bob. No, uh, Steve Dillingham actually is the head of the of the of the U.S. Census Bureau, and he and the Census Bureau actually f- sits under the Department of Commerce. 
Sounds is like he, an alias. Door, to dick. He door, so I'm a, does he door knock at all? Like, I mean, I you know, actually, undercover funny, boss. Funny, you should ask because he actually did the very first census door knock in Alaska. No way. Yes, in Alaska because the census actually. Lived? Yeah, this, no, the census actually kicked off. He's I, he's in Washington, so I'm sure it was quite quite a quite a, a travel. How much money did that cost? Oh lord, I'm guessing we paid for that. Uh, yeah, it was a great PR thing. Um, so anywho. <laughs> So what happened was the reason, so the census counts didn't didn't actually, you know, we didn't start mailing people until March when I was here to see you guys first. And, but prior to that, uh, you know, late January, early February, the census counts actually start up in Alaska because the ice, because there are certain, there are certain villages out there that you cannot access during, you know, once the ice starts breaking up. So if we wait till March, April, um, you know, the access is going to be very dangerous. So they actually, they snowmobile, they float, they fly in, they snowmobile out and they, they knocked on all these doors and he was actually there for that. So, that is so, so cool. So from what I understand, technically it's it April cool. 1st, 2019. 2020. But if you're going out before April. Well, April, well. To take the count. Yeah, see, but, that is the count. Yeah. At that moment in time, if someone's not born mm-hmm. yet, then they don't count. Well, the way that they did that, it's, it's you know, are you going to be here or do you intend to be here on April 1st? Okay. Because, you know, we can only do, we do the best we can. Well, that's but, what it um, sounds yeah, like. Yeah, April 1st is most of those people are, um, that's a permanent village, basically. And so I, it's not it's not like their winter location, summer location. That's, they're just waiting for summer to happen. I'm going to do a shout <laughs> to your boss, though. That's not a good PR move. That's, I mean, just go where you live, man. Go door knock. No, I think that's cool. I used to watch Ice Road Truckers. I yeah, but you want to you want to encourage there. locals to volunteer to door knock. So if he did his own neighborhood, how are they going to know to volunteer? Oh, They're I'm out. sure he has. I mean, they the all of the leadership. No, it goes sounded out like he wanted to go fishing. That's yeah. what it sounded like. Little, little Alaskan salmon there. Oh, yeah. there's a there's a huge. That's what my cousin used oh, yeah. to. Used to be a guide. You had, to, you had to fly and then snowmobile for four mm-hmm. hours to get to his camp. And they would fish for like four days, and it's. I just, just got H E B. Oh, you should see this on the picture. I'll show it to you. The fish are huge. Oh yeah. And uh, but yeah, it's probably what it, it's probably what he wanted to do. He's like, oh, I've, I want to go fishing there, so we'll we'll do a door knock, well, and can, then I'll fish for a week. I can tell you this: the, the 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 behind the scenes news that I heard is it was cold, 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 and they enjoyed their time greatly. They had a fun time. They had a whole little kickoff event because it was actually kicking off the census counts. Yeah. But they were all kind of happy to get back on the plane. <laughs> Well, I imagine. I mean, like that's something that there that time like, of year. and everyone needs to be counted. And the the diversity of landscape of the United States is awesome. And you got to deal with those kind of things. Where especially mm-hmm. here in Montgomery County, we have a huge rural population. Where you know the the uh, U.S. postal mails are jeeps, and because mm-hmm. that's just like the way they right. how they that's the only way they really get to some places. Well, and so. that's you know that was the the because when I was here at, back in March, we were still hiring. We were still very heavily in our recruiting stage because. That is one of the things that um, that the census is, does a very good job on. We want neighbors to be talking to neighbors, so we you hire. Snitch. You get snitches. Uh, yeah, really. Is that what you're saying? But you know, we want you know we don't want to have people from Liberty County come over and county people in Montgomery County. You know, so we when we hire damn Liberty County. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll tell on Harris Liberty, County. I'm sorry. Well, or Montgomery to Liberty. You we'll, know, we'll tell like, on Harris County. You know, we actually keep uh, for our enumerators. The enumerators are actually the door to door guys. Like I, I'm a I'm one person that covers like four counties for the type of kind of grassroots PR stuff that I do. 
but um, but the actual enumerators that go door to door, it's a it's a task. I mean, because they're not just going to you know this house next door to this house next door to this house. They're given a route of homes that haven't responded yet. Yeah, so they might go in this neighborhood. They might go to six homes and they might jump over to this neighborhood yeah. and do nine homes. And and of those homes, X number of people aren't going to be home. Uh, you we know, leave the card and you yeah. kind of hope for the best. Oh yeah, that's what they do. They leave the card, but we do, we try to keep people within their zip code. So, you know, Dillingham's, you know, jaunt over to Alaska, that was, you know, sort of a big PR thing, but we're, for the most part, if you're hired in Montgomery County and if you live in, in Willis 77318, yeah. you're going to expect to work in 77318 and possibly if you're, if you're open to it, drive out to some of the rural sections yeah. because that those, you, it can take. Well, you need entire, those volunteers. Yeah. You need those people. Well, they're, they're employees. Employees. Yeah. Are, they're employees yeah. and they're paid well. Yeah. My mother-in-law, yeah doing it for the goodness of her heart yeah they're paid well and um and you know the cool thing is is we do have we kind of have backup you were talking about i i'll get to the internal well you're you're in alaska and your ipad freezes you know, because it's so uh, they, cold there, it's they, like we need well, they paper. Actually, they did. They did manage to do it on that. Well, these people have heat. I mean, <laughs> no, we're talking about. I uh, know. I should show you the shed. That my no, I was on. doing a video no, project in Washington D.C. and yeah. my phone literally yeah. it wouldn't turn on. It was frozen. No, I, I I think they had a community, a heated community center <laughs> where they actually had a gathering point. But um, but they did go and, and um, but we did actually have paper forms too. Mm-hmm. So we always have backup paper forms in case we're in an area where we don't have a connection. So, you know, that's it, it, however it gets done, it gets done. But um, uh, what was I going to say something about Montgomery County? I can't remember. Moving on. Well, I know. I'm sure it was important. We're going <laughs> to use this data, Sean, so we can take back our parks from Harris County. That's right. I want to do the Shakespeare Festival back at Rob Fleming Park again. We're going to redraw that line. Yeah, they need, they need to figure that. We need, we'll put a little movement called Get Harris County Out of Our Parks. That's right. Keep Harris out of the woodlands. So for those listening in who haven't filled it out yet, mm-hmm. maybe the, the, the canter won't answer the door. What's the best way they have a week to do this? What, what are their options? Well, the easiest way to do it is to go online at 2020census.gov, click that little green respond now. Um, if, you don't, if you have a card that, it, that an enumerator has left – then there's a code on that card. Enter that code. You have a little spot that says, enter, if you have a code, enter it here. Um, that way, that is the best way to, to make sure you won't get another another um, uh, visit. And now, now you if know, you want to visit, yeah. fill it out with as, <laughs> as like, elusive information as well, possible. Well, and I can't guarantee it because you might still be on the list for that afternoon. Yeah. You know, I mean, it happens fast. What? The easiest and fastest way to get off the list of people knocking on your door is to respond online and use that code because it really, it absolutely identifies your address with the code that we have in our system for that address. But if you don't have, if you haven't gotten a, a knock on your door if you don't have a card if you've if you've thrown away your letters you can just go to that respond now and just pop your address in okay. um nine times out of ten it'll be fine and it'll all line up but if you might still get a knock on the door but at the end of that quick little response that you do online there's a the thing that says print your confirmation if someone comes knocking on your door you can go i did it here you go here's the kind of screenshot it yeah that's fine too yeah. Um, but we do still have some follow-up. So even though our counts are ending a week from today. You're never satisfied, it sounds like. <laughs> well, what we actually have, because remember, the reason the census is, is, is okay, is it has to be independent. We, our count is not affiliated with anything, any other group. I mean, it's not 
your tax, you know, we're not pulling information from tax yeah. records. We're not pulling information from property records. We're not pulling from uh, other governmental entities because we don't want any of this to be, to be, you know, have any sort of leaning one way or the other. We want this to be completely independent. So, so the, the inf- what this information is used for is as clean as possible with no, you know, with no ulterior motives of we're not going to report these or that. I mean, this is, we did an independent count of all the people living in America at all the locations that we think people are living at and, and nobody else influenced this, just us. But we do have a follow-up for that. So there's actually a completely within the Census Bureau, there is a follow-up group that is independent of any census. So if you worked the main census, you cannot work for this group. Uh, it's it's they they want it to be that clean of a break to where these people are following up to quality check the work of all the, of the of everything that's going on right now. So this is more just to warn people. It you sounds know, you like might the census has another. a distrust problem. Well, it yeah. sounds like, like one like, of those Vatican secret societies yeah. that kill the monsters. You know, they don't well, answer. We just want we just want it to have you know or the census just wants it to have like as many as many proofs of we we did this independently. The it was validated. It was revalidated. And so, so going forward, it's we could say that this is the absolute best we could possibly do. Now, can you um, help out a neighbor and things like that? Because, like, say your neighbor is, you know, technology. Well, Bob's not home, but I can tell you he's got four kids. That kind of. Well, thing, no, or? no, more of like if your neighbor doesn't have the internet or something mm-hmm. like that, Absolutely. and you talk to your yep. neighbors, mm-hmm. and it's like, hey, have you filled out your census yet? You know, I can help you fill as it out. As long as they're comfortable with it. Because, like I said, there really isn't sensitive data being exchanged mm-hmm. at all. Um, you probably know that Bob has four kids. And, yeah, you know, you what, probably I mean, surmise other information that's asked. Um, absolutely. I mean, because that's what it, a lot of our events with our partners, like, let's say, you know, community, we had, you know, um, a lot of ca- city council people got involved in helping us get little events together here and there. Sir, have you filled out your senses outside, <laughs> sir? <laughs> See, I would yeah, jump keep out. walking. I would, actually, I would actually jump out and say, hey, hey, you know, I can help you do it right now. I promise you it won't take more than five minutes. But we, you know, a lot of the partners did that. Uh, you know, a lot, you know, we would have, volu- they would have their volunteer groups from their circles. Uh, a lot of churches, we would do a lot of church events where we'd have some church volunteers that would, you know, they, they help people pull it up on their phone and just guide them through. Um, the difference is, is any volunteer, any helper that you get that's not a Census Bureau employee, they're not bound to the laws that we're bound to. Okay. So, you know, if you tell Bob that you have, you know, someone living in the basement that nobody knows about, <laughs> you know, if you volunteer that information and he shares it, you know, you can't go after him. You know, you volunteered it. But, you know, for me, if you tell me that you've got someone living in the basement that nobody knows about, I, I can't. I can't actually inform anyone of that um, at all, and I'd be like, <laughs> "Well, we should start shaming <laughs> shaming now. people not filling out their census." <laughs> yeah, we should. Yeah, we should shame we should them. Do a be like, shaming. get together. Where's your sense of community? Because I did it, and if Dick can do it, then literally, oh, I didn't anyone. do it. My wife well, did it. Oh, okay. Like I said, my I didn't have a choice. Yeah, you know, my biggest raw moment is when I do walk away from. Like I said, a lot of what I had to do was food banks because that's all we could get out and do. That's mm-hmm. where the people were. That's what we could do. And I did run into it. I mean, a lot of great people that just did it right then, and a lot had already done it, or so they said. And then I saw them the next week. That's my move. And I saw them the next week, and they're all like, I did it. I promise you I did it. Okay. But I did have a lot of people that were really against doing it. And I said, let me just walk you through it. And anytime you're uncomfortable with this, we can stop. Because that's another thing, too. 
if you really don't want to do this, get started. That's why I say just go click on that button, get started and walk through the process because you will be it'll be done before you've before you realize it and you'll be like it really didn't ask me anything that people on facebook don't already know that's why they stopped at nine because you click thinking you're going to question 10 and you send it in that yeah. was well played there you go well played you us census well played like i said the question you're asked the most is are you sure these people <laughs> live there are you sure are you 100 well, percent sure really positive so you got one week from today yes. to fill out and then uh than the world do your bit for for getting food to hungry people to getting the proper well, I, think, I think krista gets a bonus if they get a hundred percent i think it's like no. you know you're a thousand shopper kind of thing would, it's like you like did a, the impossible a win bonus i hope because unfortunately my job actually ends before the counts are over oh no so i am done i you've got the last of me She's i've got to be one, like the yeah. genie if you're a local restaurant that's got margarita specials let us know here at lone star we'll pass it on to tacos. krista she's gonna be or tacos she's gonna be like the genie at the end of hey, aladdin I, by the way Speaking of tacos, have y'all hit uh, Guadalajara's uh, taco? I think no. it's Taco Tuesday. <gasps> My husband went there the other night. What's it and, called? Um, Guadalajara's. Okay, so are you familiar with 1097 Willis as yeah. you head over the as you head across the lake? Dick more yeah. than me, so okay. Yeah. So 1097 heading west from Willis, and you go, you know, go through Willis. Um, and then you go, there's a little itty bitty bridge over the lake. Then you go past like Point Aquarius and then there's the big bridge. Yeah. Okay. Right by the little itty bitty bridge. There's a two story building. Oh yeah. 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 Um, yeah. It's, it's, been it's a, a gas station. It's a gas station yeah, and yeah. a restaurant on top. And it's about. got like the best view of the lake. It's got, yeah, it's, that, the best, no, it's, it's a great It's sunset. called Guadalajara. It's, it's now, from... yeah, it's now called Guadalajara's okay. and, um, it's had a lot of names. It's been through a lot of hands. Anyone yeah, that's in Willis, I used to go anyone in Willis is going, yeah, we know we get it. But the, the new guy that's taken it over, it's really fantastic. And, um, I'm really happy cause it's right on the corner from my house so we can just pop over there and, um, and we love it, but they do y'all do your your taco taco reviews. Yeah. You've got to go do. I think it's a Taco no. Tuesday, but they. My husband went there with some friend with our friend who fixed our air conditioner and treated him to you know taco ta- ta- free you know. Cheap oh, taco tacos night. you can yeah, eat. Yeah, taco cheap night. But um, but he said they are the best tacos. So we're well, I haven't been yet. But yeah, you, I know I was it is. Say, so I can get let's add them to our Harry's list. Taco taco night, and I I know. My personal experience is everything I've had there is good, but um, but I haven't had the tacos yeah, what was yet. it before? It, it's been like, gosh, it's been like... there's like six businesses right there in this little tiny well, cove area. Well, it's actually, area. yeah, what it is, it's, a, it's the gas station, the the boat and the kayak and all that rentals. So yeah. It's a boat, kayak, jet ski, paddleboard rental place there. Because it's actually a really good little cove. Uh, it's yeah. Real sh- we call it the shallows over there. And then and then you got Guadalajara's on top. And it's been like hula, hula hands. It's been a couple of things. Yeah, well, we just we, call we, it that restaurant. That right, re- yeah, it's the second floor restaurant. But, but so far, I think Guadalajara's is the best the, since in the four years I've been here. Okay, we're gonna have to add that to our list. Thanks for the tip on we that. Yeah. Hey, thanks, tacos, for, baby. thanks for knowing we do a taco review. <laughs> oh, I do your taco reviews absolutely. Awesome. So, yeah. Well, I mean, I I I kind of want to have a taco right now. Uh, yeah. Oh, you missed it. By well, they still do them. I mean, it's just I think it's Taco Tuesday. It's on their Facebook page. Uh-huh. But like you're just saying, it's like a discount day. They well, still like sell they, tacos. Yeah, they have like wing like uh, like Wing well, yeah. Wednesday. Oh yeah, they have tacos every yeah. day, but their but their day for the deal. Well, it is, sounds like is, if you go on the deal day, they're not going to be as good. Oh no, my husband said they were great, and he's you know he's like yeah, food was good. Yeah, food. he was like he's still talking. You know, he's like I didn't think I figured the fish tacos would be great, but the chicken was unbelievable. Blah blah blah. And I'm like whoa. Well, I'm down. Well, we're, I'm we're, we got a lot of places whoa. to visit here. Yeah, we're we're adding that to so. our pile. Here. Well, the cool thing is, is pick a nice night with a good sunset because that place has got. Oh, it's great. Here. That's you know, my wife and I. Yeah. We would go there and have our drinks and. Mm-hmm. 
you never had advertisers. Any come along. And this is well, the weather for it. You're not as cool. pretty to look at. I clean up okay. Yeah. Well, let me know if y'all are going. I'll meet you there. Awesome. It's a cool. Yeah. It's a really cool. Uh, yeah. I just know the patio is cool. Uh-huh. I don't know about anything else. I don't know about the food. Okay, set it up, Dick. We'll do it. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, uh, people, fill out your census. Uh, all jokes aside, this is a really vital national. This is, I think, as important as jury duty, and I'm all about jury mm-hmm. duty. This is something that has way far-reaching ramifications and implica- implications for budgeting well, and well, folks, if representation. You really care, if you want more people to move here, don't fill it out. Because no, we would say we want as many people here. There's no room here. Just stay in California. Because they're going to say Conroe's the fastest growing city again, and everyone's going to move here. And, I mean, guys, just fill it out. I'm just kidding. Just fill I'm just kidding. I, I, well, the big, but like you said, it's about jury duty, and it's also about uh, voting because I, it's like I I hear people whining and complaining, and I'm like, do you vote? No. I'm like, well, then you really just need to hush. You just really need. And, and I'm kind of the same with I the census. I can't believe you tell people don't, what to do. Don't, I do. <laughs> like, I'm like, you know, there's certain things. I'm just like, you know what? If you're not going to be part of the solution, then you are part of the problem. End of story. What do we do with don't people who are part it. of the problem, guys? <laughs> Take my well, back and beat yeah. the snot out Wait of them. <laughs> Bring them over to John's house with the dogs and guns and be like, let me introduce you to my neighbor. Oh, that if we have time, that's what I was going to tell you. You talked about policing. We actually do. If if So if you've got the hermit with the dogs and the gun and someone says, I, and I, if I were an enumerator, I would go, nope, you know, skipping this one. They actually send out a supervisor with a federal marshal. That is how a serious fed? Dude. Dude. they will send out send a, a marshal service yeah. with a federal marshal. That is how serious they are about getting getting a count. Now, the first thing we would actually do is go to a neighbor and say, "Do you know anything about Hermit Joe over here?" You know, let just something, anything. Well, you know? I just cult leader dip a that. milk bone in a yeah. peanut butter and Ambien, throw it over to the dogs, yeah. let nature take its course, and then go knock you know, on and the then, door. And then first. the neighbor says, "Well, I think he's got nine people living in the basement." You know, and then <laughs> there's a lot of rustling. There's a lot of fresh dirt being dug up. You know, yeah, I don't know what's going on I, over the, there. The enumerators all have stories that none of them are allowed to tell. So, uh, oh, there's got to be a memoir one of these days, you know, like yeah, tale, really. the secret tales oh, of I bet. census enumerators. I yeah. mean, especially in Montgomery Only County. 72 years from now. <laughs> uh, okay, I was going to start. Thank you for reminding me. I was no, going to ask, okay, no, why no, 72? No more questions. We got to end the show. No, this one. Why, why not 70? Why not 75? I have no idea. Who I, came I up with 72? I don't know. I don't know. I think, I guess, I don't know. I don't know. I can find out and text you. Please, because yeah, that's... I will, I will see that, if there's a reason. Of all we've talked about today, that's going to really bug me until I get an answer to why 72 years. It may be. I mean, that's been, that's been the not case for short. a very long time, and it might be because it was an average lifespan well, at some point. That's sort of my guess. That's a guess. Yeah. It just you know, seems logical. Makes sense, but I'd, I'd love to know that because yeah. that's, just, that's just odd. Well, uh, I put all the information about how to fill out the census in the description, guys, so if you haven't done it, feel free to check it out. Please um, do it. And there's also a lot of contact information if you do have issues, and there's they have people on the phone, like so you're not talking oh, to yeah. a robot, uh, and the, so like if you run into any issues, someone will help you because it's it's kind of one of those weird things in our society that it's important to do, but it's not something that we do every day. So it's kind of like, do I really have to do it? X Y Z, and is there a punishment? We don't. Really, it's not about punishing people. It's not about that. It's about just well, there's a reward. This could be my last really- census. I want it to count. Well, and you know one thing well, you did to say something about. Die? You never know. I could hit get hit by a bus, shot by a jealous husband. You don't know. Well, and and you said that there is actually under Respond Now, you can actually get the phone number, too. There's actually an 800 phone number. You can just call and answer the census over the phone. Oh, great. Yeah. I forgot about that. Sorry. Yeah, because I know you do have, what do you call it, uh, disability accessibility? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And because there's also languages. You can actually click around on the website for languages, and on the phone numbers, there's like 13 language numbers you can call oh to. See, now there's more. You got to come. Well, we got to get you again next time because I want to talk about, like, we have a deaf listener, believe it or not, and I want to know if someone's knocking on our door how that's handled. Let us know. So yeah, come back. And then when you talk to your boss, tell them that was, that was a waste of No, time. man, I'm all about that. Put them on Ice Road Truckers. No oh, man. You're listening to Digga Skippy in the mornings, guys. Uh, we'll be here Friday. We, just, we just do plan, but we don't have a guest. So if you want to be a guest, reach out to us, 936-228-9368, digginskippy at gmail.com. Don't forget to fill out your census. All the information is in the description. Krista, thank you so much for coming in thank and joining you. us. Thanks for coming back. We loved it. And good luck for this week. And uh, achieving achieving that 100%, I think it's doable. Uh, you just got to carry a gun around and just force some people. So, or just I mean, give, just, give us the blank ones in a couple of hours and an alibi, and we'll get you at 100%. Well, Not a problem. No, yeah. no, no, you can no, fill no. it let's out online. Let's just do it the right way, guys. Okay. Let's be, let's be, let's right be legal. Well, most importantly, <laughs> you don't have to fill it out from a person. You can fill it online. So if you're mm-hmm. afraid of leaving your house, like COVID mm-hmm. kind of stuff, you can fill it out online. It's so simple. Uh, right, if you don't want someone coming by your house, fill it out online or call it in. Yeah. Yep. I love the fear that, yeah, that no, that's you a keep threat. saying. Yeah. You keep if you don't want us to come out. If you don't want us to come, yeah. Breathe on you. Yeah. Skippy. We'll see you guys on uh, Friday. Thank you so much for tuning in. You've been listening to Lone Star Community Radio. Today's show was recorded and broadcasted live on IRLoneStar.com, Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and all rights and ownership are reserved to Lone Star Community Radio. For more information regarding this program and Lone Star Community Radio, visit us online at IRLoneStar.com. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station, serving the community with local programming on TV, radio, and online. If you enjoyed today's program, please support us by sponsorship or starting your own show. Contact us today by phone or text at 936-666-1084 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com.